former All Black Lock superstar, joins the show, Ian Camo Jones. Welcome in, Camo. Oh, good build up, Steph. Good build up. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. No, I'm all going well. Pretty satisfying first hit out because sometimes the All Blacks' first test of a season can be a bit scratchy. That they were quite clinical. Oh, outstanding! So proud of them. Yeah, you think about those first kind of games, and you know a lot of those guys were rivals. They hated each other um, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Coming from the assistants, their franchises, they just have their heads in Super Rugby. That's all they're worrying about, staff. And it's quite a even though they're professional players, a lot of these guys have played together in the All Blacks a long time. It still takes a while to kind of come together, get back into the All Black systems, back into the All Black jersey um, and start. But that would be, have to be the best first up test match in, I don't know, maybe a decade. It seemed a long time, but really tough environment to play. Uh, Mendoza, while well, over there in Argentina, against a pretty good Argentinian side. So, yeah, I was stoked with the forward effort in particular. Um, I want to talk to you about Josh Lord. First of all, Scott Barrett, mm. just an absolute weapon, physical presence, um, can give away the odd penalty, but he, he's still just so effective and so good. And to think that someone as good as him as our third lock, we're pretty lucky. But Josh Lord, I wanted to talk to you about. I was really surprised how how effective he was, how good he was, given what's he played two hours of rugby this year. Um, mightily impressed I was. Yeah, but some of those two hours of rugby played for the Chiefs, in particular the game that they lost in New Plymouth, actually. He was the best player on the paddock uh, until he went off. So his job in the weekend, his job going forward, and this is great combination he had with Scott Barrett, was to dominate the air. So kickoffs, lineouts, um, inning, aerial, he had to dominate. Uh, and that's exactly what he did. So once more, he fit into that system, didn't try to overplay his hand, um, his ruck work was brilliant, so we were flooding the rucks. We had good numbers uh, to the breakdown, so he pretty much just followed Scott Barrett in that regard. So we didn't have our locks like the combination with a white lock and a metallic, uh, one of them a little bit wider. Both of them were, were hitting rucks, which is exactly what they needed in Argentina and no doubt will need uh, against the Springboks this coming uh, weekend. But eerily, he was outstanding. Kickoffs is a restart of play, staff have just scored or had points against you, you've got to dominate the next phase of play. So that was really, really good. Uh, his own line-out work was brilliant, but to see the All Blacks, and they've kind of brought this in a little bit at the end of last year, but looks like they're going to do it this year, attacking the opposition line-out, so attack at source, with a big man like Josh Lord, I thought was a huge step forward and a big tick for him as well. And we know, because Brodie did it, and Sam Whitelock in the super campaigns, those two will also compete against the opposition line-out. And good for our future because we, we're not going to be um, blessed enough to have Brody and Sam much longer. Uh, Scott Barrett's 29, so he might have one more World Cup cycle, but Josh Lord, um, we saw, we've seen glimpses of Tupo Vai as well. Locking stocks in good heart for you? Absolutely, but Staffy, we'll always replace our greats here in this country. Look, we lord our greats, and they should be, you know, you know, honoured the way that they are. But even the greatest players that we had will be replaced. That's the way New Zealand system should always operate. That's the way we always should have faith in New Zealand system. So no matter how great Retallick and Whitelock, the combination without a question has been outstanding. They are replaceable and they will be replaced in, in years to come. Um, and yeah, Tuba Vai'i 
with his athleticism. I think he's got his head in the game about being a tight forward. So I really do, I've said this on a number of occasions, keep him as lock. Don't like this kind of lock six uh, business. So his head's in the game for a lock. Josh Lord um, will be a lock going forward. Barrett's there for a while. So yeah, our locking stocks. But as I said, mate, even our best are going to be replaced. Um, that's what we should always want to do in, in our New Zealand system. So that was brilliant. But it was a tight five, wasn't it? I mean, I mean, the locks played well, but our front three, in particular the starting front three, really did set up um, that whole uh, first 40 minutes. We can't do what we, we did in the weekend without domination of our tight five. And, and that really, I think, should be the focus um, coming out of the weekend, type five setups, the go forward ball, our line speed, um, you know, was all set up with with the ball from the type five. Ethan De Groot, um, he just keeps mm. getting better every game he plays. He keeps getting better. He is a mongrel at scrum time. How good can he be? Well, I don't know how good he can be, but let's just keep him just doing what he's doing now. Once more, don't do anything more. Don't do anything less. And what he's doing is his scrummaging ability. I mean, your loose head prop, your front rows staff, are there for their scrummaging ability, tick for their, you know, his line-out lifting, which is really good. But also his work around the paddock is, is really good. His engine is fantastic. So him and Lalala's defensive work, I think, just allows our loose forwards to get a little bit wider from the ruck because these front row on the weekend were getting off their feet being really strong around the, the rucks, so their line speed, the way they pushed, the way they had some energy around their rucks, me and our Lucy's uh, could be involved a little bit wider. They didn't get kind of sucked in to that, that um, the, the one-off runners all the time that Argentina and South Africa are going to be really good. So, yeah, our scrum became a real weapon. And if you have domination at scrum time, as you know, staff it leads to domination at line-out drive time and also countering the line-out drives. So, yeah, I thought uh, the group was good. I mean, Lalala, I think, his energy around the field as well as his scrummaging ability were very good. But core roles first. Get your core, you know, set up, scrums, line-outs, kick-offs, and then the rest can flow. But, boy, this is a good effort uh, from our tight five. Let's go loose forwards. Um the number six has been in inverted commas for quite some time since Jerome Kano. Everyone's trying to position themselves to be the long-term six. I sort of thought it was going to be Ethan Blackadder, but his his body's not letting him. Shannon Frizzell, uh, wow, he was impressive in the lineouts and incredibly physical. A, a really important match for that young man. Yep, really important, and, and hopefully Fenau gets a chance as well. Um, but once more, you, the loose forwards can't do what they're doing without the type five, giving them domination or at least parity up front. And, and, and because that was happening, our loose forwards, as I mentioned before, could operate a little bit wider of their rack and get themselves over the gain line. So really the key for the All Blacks, and this hasn't changed a lot, has its staff with the passing ability of Aaron Smith or any of our mm. halfbacks, to be honest, is that gain line advantage. If we can get over the gain line, so a little bit wider the ruck and get that front foot ball. So, you know, Frizzell or, you know, um, Finau, whoever is going to be our sixth can get us over and then the next runner can get us over again. You know, Samasoni, if he's playing this weekend, then the McKenzie's of the world and the, you know, 
um, Rico Ioani, the world, or whoever's out in the back line can have some ball to attack from, have some front football to run onto, and then the All Blacks can start to dominate. So that's really, I think, was the pleasing thing in that first 40 minutes was our front football getting over the gain line and just putting the Argentinian, who are a very good side, mind you, uh, putting them under so much defensive pressure, we, we do what we did. Uh, Sam Kane, offensive mm. defence, gosh, he can hit hard. And as a leader, seeing your guy, seeing your captain just put his shoulder into the biggest yeah. Argentinians and flattening them, I found he was my player of the match, Sam Kane, just with his defensive um, domination. Yeah, New Zealanders love to get behind our leader, don't we? We like our leader to lead and lead physically. I think an all-black pack is really important for your skipper to make those statements. When your skipper is leading like that uh, and, and changing defence into attack, so just just making that transition for your team, it sends a statement. And when you're sitting in the changing rooms or when you're in the huddle or when you see your leader, your Sam Kane, doing that, it inspires your other other players. Everyone lifts up to Sam Kane's level. And that's really important for an all-black team to, to kind of play at the level of your skipper. Adi Savi is a leader. We play to his level, um, which is really important. I think that's what we're seeing in this all-black team do, coming up to Sam Kane's you know, unrelenting um, level that he has. He just keeps going and going. The guy's got a ticker, which means all the other players around him have to keep up with Sam Kane. So no, I was really, well, he's done that all uh, super campaign, hasn't he, with the Chiefs. We knew who was going to do that for, for the All Blacks, so well respected within that team. And just, it, he, he's putting that line in the sand. This is where, this is the physicality that we need. I'm going to start it. I'm going to lead it. You guys follow me. And he played ground security post-match as well, which I have no issue with. I think if you're a plonker that jumps the fence and goes onto the playing field, which isn't your arena, it was just a foot trip. Um, he's forced to apologise. But, uh, mm. you know, I remember the one when Richie and someone else took down that big South African. I remember Ruben Wiki when he was a, a water boy for the Warriors in Dunedin. He smashed a pitch invader as well. You take, you're you not taking your life into your own hands, but you're going somewhere you're not supposed to. Yeah, I mean, he's apologised, mate. He's, he's, you know, when... It, it didn't look good. Sam knows it, it didn't look good. He's apologised, mate. We, we, we moved from that because the, the worst thing about those um, incidents, staff, is it actually takes us away from what an amazing game it was for the All Blacks, and we should be talking about the rugby. Mm. Um, and Sam will know that more than anyone. Um, and let's hope the build-up to this weekend's huge game against the Springboks. Um, that doesn't become the number one story. Um, if you just stop talking about it, staff, and, and, and don't don't bother about mentioning it, it won't become the number one story. And just let other media outlets think they've got a, a, a scoop. Um, <laughs> but um, we we won't uh, we won't talk about it. I want to talk to you about the different tactic of South Africa and New Zealand approaching this Saturday's game. Um, five, six, or even more, but some very top-line South Africans have been here since Wednesday or Thursday last week. The All Blacks arrive this afternoon. Um, Ian Foster's come out and said he felt it was more important to develop unity. You couldn't do that with half the team in New Zealand, half the team in Argentina. I get that. South Africa have gone completely the other way. What are your thoughts on both tactics? 
Yeah, well, I mean, I love the All Black tactics, I've got to say, because to give us, you, you, you know, as I say, these guys were rivals two weeks ago, so they had to kind of form those bonds again. They had to be in camp. I think we are a week ahead in some regards of the South Africans, because I would imagine the team to play South Africa were probably training together in Argentina. Um, just going through whatever they need to do, mm. talking about the game, just kind of get themselves back into sync. So I really believe we're a week ahead uh, of the game. So I like that. Um, rugby players love touring staff. Yeah. Um, I don't think the travel is an issue. These guys are very professional about traveling. They've, they've done a lot of it. They know the right protocols to make sure they can get over the jet lag as quickly as they can. So being over in Mendoza for, for the week for those non-players, and the weekend, but hopefully play Saturday night, I think is a great uh, tactic. The Sarah clearly have taken a different uh, uh, run into this game and maybe to World Cup preparations as well. Um, and we'll see which one's the right one on Saturday. I'm going along Saturday night to you know, Mount Smart. haven't kind of watched a game at Mount Smart before, so it's going to be a unique occasion for me. So really, really looking forward to the match. Last thing, Carmo, I think probably Shannon Frizzell's done enough to get the sixth jersey again. Some that were up in the air a little bit. Um, Damien McKenzie, uh, I thought was pretty polished apart from the first 60 seconds in his go in the 10. And I think Bodie had his best game in 15 for quite some time. Uh, do you think Do you think those two might get those jerseys again or will we see some changes? Oh, I'd imagine you'd see some changes um, if that's the way... Um Ian Foster is doing it. We've got to trust uh, Ian Foster. I think we've got to give him a lot of credit for the way he's planning and preparing his side leading up to the World Cup. What I do know, staff, is there's going to be 15 All Blacks mm. uh, take the field on Saturday night. I don't care what names are down 1 to 15. Uh, I know it's going to be an All Black side. It's not going to be the best one that Ian Foster believes uh, will get the job done on Saturday. I'll be 100% behind those guys. But once more, the reason why... Bowden Barrett and Dan McKenzie played so well in the weekend is because our forwards fronted, our mm. forwards were physical, our forwards gave them a platform. And from when you have a platform, you can do uh, what they do. So that's really going to be the, the huge test on Saturday night to get that platform again against uh, a Springbok side. I think you and I and, and most every New Zealander will know the tactics they're going to come and bring on hmm. Saturday will be pretty physical, be relentless, um, will be kind of those pick and drives around the rucks, which means a tight five have to stand up again. So they don't suck in uh, our loose forwards and our midfield backs. And once we start kind of sucking those people in, like happened in Victoria, um, create some space on the outside. So, yeah, let's get ready for a, a ding-dong bash fest um, <laughs> and a new venue for the All Blacks. Uh, one maybe it doesn't hold quite so much, um, I don't know, memories for the Springboks as well. They've never played there, I wouldn't have thought. So so the Eden Park factor is not going to be on the all-back side. Um, but nevertheless, it's going to be one hell of a game. Test week in New Zealand, building up to a Springboks home test. That's, there's nothing better. Come on, you enjoy your week. I uh, really appreciate your time today, buddy. No, thanks very much, Steph. Go well.